0: They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void or prohibited by loss. See terms
0: and conditions. 18 plus.
1: When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out of pocket costs. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today.
2: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because
0: they offer proven quality at lower than low prices.
2: In fact, we guarantee
0: that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now,
2: in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. About 15 minutes away from another keyword. That is the KFI Cash Refill Contest. We have a shot at $1,000. Just listen for the keyword around 220, follow the instructions, and then see what happens. Uh, Of course, we're dealing with uh, a lot of rain. It's uh, coming again, like last Thursday was a deluge. It looks like uh, it's already begun today, but the uh, heaviest portions will be coming overnight and tomorrow.
3: I was looking at the radar. and Yes, you love to do that. Seven o'clock hour. Big That's the bad one? Yellow and orange blob headed for uh, LA, L.A. County? Yeah. No, L.A. LA City. From, L.A. City. From west side going towards downtown.
2: And this is coming in off
3: the uh, off the off, ocean, off the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Now Santa Barbara, Montecito. What do
2: these colors mean? Yellow and red. Red oh, means uh, really light, heavy. Light
3: green is light rain, and then darker green is more moderate rain. Yellow is heavy. Uh, orange to red <laughs> orange. is very heavy to extreme. So run for your life. Yeah. There's there's yellow and orange coming. Seven o'clock hour looks like the peak of it for tonight. Look at uh, that. What drought. Now, Santa Barbara is getting constant yellow and orange.
2: And Montecito, they've been told to evacuate the whole little town there. Out. In case of the mudslide problem and all that and the flooding. Let's go to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. More on this whole California emergency and Biden and Newsom and find out what he knows.
1: Hey there, guys. Yeah, Oprah, she's uh, got to get out, and uh, and Harry and Megan, because Montecito right now, it's pretty crazy what we're seeing going to Santa Barbara. They're getting the, the brunt of it in Montecito, Santa Barbara, Carpinteria, that area. That's what's going to move down to, to L.A. later on, but we just got this. Listen to the Montecito Creek, normally dry. This is what it sounds like right now as people are getting out. I mean, it is raging, and it is muddy water coming down, and that's what's scaring them, and to add to all of this, This is the fifth anniversary of the mudslide on January 9th of 2018, that it was five years ago today that 23 people were killed, a couple of hundred, I think it was actually around 400 homes were damaged and destroyed as all of that mud came down. So, eerie coincidence in this whole thing that we're at exactly five years. The, the water is coming down muddy. It is coming down fast. There is flooding in Carpinteria and in Santa Barbara. But the, the big part of it is right now uh, in Montecito uh, clearing that area out. We're under a state of emergency. President Biden uh, declared that last night. Governor Newsom had asked for that. Uh, and so from really Santa Cruz down to Santa Barbara today, um, they've been taking the, the brunt of it. In fact, a little while ago in Santa Barbara County, uh, Sheriff Bill Brown, he wanted people to get out. He said, I was about to tell you there was an evacuation order, but the rain was so bad in that moment that he said, don't do it.
3: We do not want people uh, out and leaving at this exact moment because of that. So uh, you should all be sheltering in place at this point, staying where you are, staying put.
1: And then the go time came about an hour,
3: hour and a half ago where he said, "Okay, now everybody go
1: and it's bumper to bumper getting out of Montecito. Some people are going to the Vaughns in town to get shuttles to go to, to shelters and whatnot. And this goes all the way up into Sonoma County and that area along the Russian River in the wine country that they're watching the the river rise and uh, they think it's going to get bad there as well. I
2: think the flooding we're going to see is going to reach disaster proportions as far as it getting into businesses and residences and cutting off access roads. That's a fire chief uh, in
1: Sonoma County and a lot of folks there they haven't gotten over what they dealt with last week with the power going out and trees going down um, with that storm. This guy uh, he's in Casadero along the Russian River. Right now we don't have power. Uh, we haven't had power since Wednesday afternoon. And he's watching the, the river coming up. So uh, it's going to be L.A. tonight. Uh, we've got that uh, emergency declaration. That means if the funding is needed, if FEMA is needed, we'll see where this goes. Um, this is the first of three storms in the next three days to come in. There's more heavy rain, at least in parts of California, especially northern uh, tomorrow and Wednesday.
3: Uh, it's, it's a lot of rain. So they were telling people to evacuate and then, wait, no, stop, stay. Not right now. Okay, all right, well, go ahead, evacuate now. Yeah,
1: they said now is not safe, and then about an hour ago, they said, okay, now, everybody get in and
3: and go, and he added this. This is a very rapidly changing and developing event.
1: They didn't want everybody in their cars. I mean, it would be different, it would be a wildfire, but if you think about Paradise, when they told everybody get out, and then there was one way to get out, and everybody was bumper to bumper. Um, and then they ended up burning in that, in that is case. A... They don't want that to go in this case, where they tell you, get in your car and go. And then the mud goes, or you get into crashes from all the, the rain coming down. So they told them to wait right now. Uh, I mean, it's still really coming into Santa Barbara. But they got a little bit of a window, and, and they told everybody go then.
3: Yeah, 5 o'clock is going to be the worst hour in Santa yeah. Barbara coming up.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's been bad already. The, the, you add to that that... Um, there, there are cars in in floodwaters and whatnot. And then, what are we going to see uh, tonight in L.A.? It, uh, it it could be pretty heavy as well.
2: All right, Alex. Thank you very much. You got it. Thanks guys. All right, Alex Stone, ABC News, Santa for KFI.
3: Barbara is hard to get in and out of during yeah, rush hour. Yeah, I haven't hour. been
2: there in years, but it's a nice little right like, sort of but tough the, the one the one o
3: one. I I know they've been trying to expand it, but for a long time the one o one was two lanes in both directions. And you can go there like in the middle of the day on a Saturday, or try to get out of there on a rush hour, and traffic is just stopped up. dead, backed up for for a long way. So if everybody's trying to leave at once, that uh, that's, that's going to be a tough road.
2: Yeah. Well, it's Montecito; they're not evacuating Santa Barbara, but Montecito no, but, because but of t- the. Uh, but it's, I think there's only a few thousand people live in Montecito. Right, but it's that's right still. That's still going to put a lot of traffic.
3: Yeah, in. it's it's right next door, so it's 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 going to affect all the roads at Santa Barbara.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I would imagine by now the snowpack is like uh, an all-time high, or is that what I'm reading? Uh, it was another report. I think it's like at 200 percent or something like that.
3: Yeah, um, probably gonna have these massive avalanches that come tumbling down into the uh, flatlands.
2: The National Weather Service service is calling it a relentless parade of atmospheric rivers. Yeah, they storms can... that are long plumes of moisture stretching out into the Pacific.
3: There, somebody is working hard. To describe this as, as colorfully as possible right we ended up with atmospheric rivers then a parade of atmospheric a parade rivers. of
2: atmospheric relentless parade of atmospheric Is, are any rivers.
3: of these bomb cyclones
2: a staggering amounts of rain and sight and snow coming staggering amounts there are people in sacramento that don't have power that happened because there were wind gusts of over 60 miles an hour that knocked trees into power lines at least you don't get fires out it this time because of all the right. moisture but you will get uh, people without power. And as John Cobalt knows well, more stories of trees falling over into well, people's homes. We are on tree watch at our house. You better be. Because this there, tonight is even bigger than last Thursday. There's there's another threat. There's another
3: suspicious one.
2: But oh, I see. You're watching a tree for potential. We, we, we are watching a tree for potential movement. Have you talked to the tree to tell it to kind of stay there in place as uh, long as you can? Uh, can you go that way? Buck up. Buck <laughs> up. Can you tie it down somehow? No, I've
3: actually, I've been looking at which way the winds are coming. I was standing in the backyard. I was looking at the forecast. It's like, okay, the winds are coming out of the southeast and then to the southwest. Now, wait, which is southwest in our yard? And, and trying to figure out, okay, if the wind blows hard from the southeast, then where does the tree go?
2: Where will it fall? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I really was <laughs> You're doing, doing your that. calculations. Well, yeah, because we're trying to, uh, because one of them, one of the trees could could slice our bedroom in half. Ah, and and they're eighty feet tall, so it definitely could reach our bedroom.
2: Yeah, I'd be thinking about that if I was lying in bed and you can hear the wind gusts, and you're thinking, Is oh, that thing thing going to fall over and my, crush me?"
3: My my wife and my son uh, slept downstairs you might want to the other evacuate. Night. Yeah, no, I was the only one. I didn't have a bed. Everybody grabbed a, a bed, uh, the extra beds, the guest room. Right? Uh, it was like it was like musical beds, and I was left without one. So I just went. Uh, I decided I'd take the risk. I'd face the tree myself
2: as we mentioned last hour, if you live near any rivers, get away up in Sonoma County in an area north of San Francisco. The Swollen Russian River is probably going to overspill its banks in the coming days. And that's going to be a problem for like 13,000 residents there who are told you might want to get out if that happens. That'll be all inside your home. It's bad enough to be flooded, but when Montecito, we're talking about the, the mudslides that's really dangerous and scary that's There's, another one of those like said five years ago it did kill 23
3: people that's another one of those places that's not really meant for people to build homes on
2: oh yeah you did you know, mention that even then yeah
3: it just isn't it's beautiful I understand you know people have you know incredible views and it's isolated and it's just wonderful to look at and 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 just to experience that kind of life but
2: jeez. All right, we'll stay with KFI News for the latest on the rain, the storms, the evacuations. When we come back, it's keyword time. Uh, we got a KFI cash refill contest. There is a word, a keyword. You listen next, follow the instructions. You could win 1000 bucks. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Our special guest at 305 is the Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco. He's going to talk to us about the murder of that sheriff's deputy. Horrible situation that occurred. Isaiah Cordero was gunned down during a traffic stop in Harupa Valley. Uh, A piece of dirt by the name of William Shea McKay pulled out a gun, shot him as he approached. He was caught up to later on and killed by police, McKay. So we don't have to deal with the criminal justice system, but that's the whole problem with this. A superior court judge out of San Bernardino County by the name of Kara D. Hudson delayed sentencing and reduced bail for this man who was a three striker. There's really no reason for doing that.
3: Kara yeah. so, Hudson is one of these judges that some, for some reason late in life turned uh, ultra woke and just randomly let a three striker out and he went and
2: killed the cop. You're saying she had a better record than that before? There, there was or? no
3: controversy. I've, I've looked her up. She used to be a prosecutor. I no. couldn't find a single story that she'd been involved in
2: previously. You was know, she connected to this guy or I, something. I, Why I, would you give this guy such a break?
3: I don't know. I don't know. It, it it's it seems like people were really surprised that she did something like this. But I can't say anything for sure. There simply isn't a re- much of a record about her.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, Sheriff Bianco thinks she ought to resign, and we'll talk to him about I mean, all this. The funeral, of course, for uh, Deputy Cordero was Friday.
3: I mean, nobody even ran against her in the primary and the general election. In fact, they didn't even have a vote either time because uh, she was
2: unopposed. All right, uh, we'll talk about this at 3.05. Well, here's your update on the Idaho college student killings. A couple of things came out over the weekend. One that's probably the creepiest. Apparently, people who are still following the story believe that the man who's been arrested for killing those four college students... Brian Koberger used an alias to talk about the case on social media discussion groups. A Facebook user with the name Papa Roger made comments about the murders and had some really correct key details of the crime, which also means it could be somebody who was inside in the investigation that might have been wanting to do this online and not necessarily the murderer, but could be. Uh, apparently there was a November screenshot of one of Papa Roger's posts, which read, of the evidence released, the murder weapon has been consistent as a huge fixed blade knife. This leads me to believe they found the sheath. And as we now know, they did find the knife sheath at the murder scene. But this post came before that information.
3: And that would have been Koberger's greatest fear when he realized... He didn't have the sheath. Yes. And that it was left behind probably with DNA on it.
2: Right. Uh, When a Twitter user commented that I just find it hard to believe he would leave a digital trail that incriminating, another response was he drove his own car, carried his phone, didn't clip in his sheath tight enough. So I do believe he could leave a digital trail. He's a hot mess who uh, apparently uh, bound to be caught. He did a lot of stupid things. That is, it is
3: strange that for all the time he put in studying criminology, he left so much
2: obvious evidence behind that he should be aware of. Now, well, murdering four people is pretty nerve-wracking and wild and chaotic. So, but, you know. But, but it should have been matter planned, how cool you think you're going to be.
3: It should have been planned better. You've got to ditch the phone. I mean, a lot of people don't know that you leave pings everywhere you go. Yeah. Well, like If, if they wanted to investigate you over the last 30 days... They can go to the phone company, and they could find every cell phone tower your phone pinged. Uh, it wouldn't get give you the exact spot, but it would give you a general area. And if you're in a city where there are more cell towers, it's more dense, more densely uh, populated. They could narrow down your location even further.
2: Also, the online detectives are still at work. Some of them believe, evidenced by a photograph, that a guy in a blue coat who attended the vigil for the college students on November 30th appears to be Koberger. I've taken a look at it. The photo is from a bit of a distance, but it does fit his his look and his profile. Yeah, it does. I saw that. Remember, they thought he might do that. The murderer might come to the vigil. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture again and... uh, He's standing there in the back of the crowd, which is what the killer would probably do. Because he did did not get out of town right away. No, he didn't. Eventually, his father came and they drove all the way back to Pennsylvania.
3: Remember, he went back to the the site. Oh, at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, of of, of where the murders were. He he was there three hours before anybody called 911 to report the murders. So it wouldn't surprise me if he went to the vigil.
2: Despite his arrest... Students today returned to the University of Idaho, and NBC News says a lot of them are carrying mace and heavy flashlights. Still may be concerned that they're not safe.
3: Copycats or just uh, its the kind of person who's still wearing a mask.
2: Or there are some people that believe he could not have killed those four students alone. There has to be another person. I I, I don't know. Um,
3: I don't know. People, uh, when, when people get traumatized by fear,
2: they start overreacting
3: in strange ways.
2: And the Idaho jail where he's now being held will try to accommodate his vegan diet, but they say they will not buy any new kitchen equipment to cook his prison meals. One of his requests was do not make any of my meals in a pan or a pot that was used to prepare meat. (laughs) I don't know. Can you believe it? The guy kills four people and he's making food demands. You know, I'd
3: leave my cheeseburger every day, three times a day. <laughs> um, I, I, I would. It's like, what the hell are you? You killed four people. You don't get to choose your diet here.
2: Is eat it good this. enough just to clean the pot out, or you have to actually use a pot that's never been used to cook meat? Is it that uh, sacred a belief? You, of uh... I, I, I don't know.
3: This, this is not my, uh, not my area.
2: No, I know. It. We're missing our vegan news reporter. I don't too. like
3: to cook my meat in pans that had vegetables in it, though. I'll tell you that. We'll have
2: to find out when she comes back when she eats over at people's homes. Does she make a request Just that. Make a lot of outrageous demands. That her, meal, that her vegan meal not be prepared in any <laughs> it, it, yes, pot or pan she must be a that had meat guest. in it previously. <laughs> I I don't think she does that, but I, I don't know how you control that because when you're a guest in someone else's home, how do you know? No, you don't. Yeah. But it, it's, uh, it's
3: like when they prepare kosher foods, if I remember um kosher families would have two separate
0: oh they yes. would yeah oh,
3: you... i've many friends and family members that have two de- two separate dishwashers two separate cabinets for the dishes wow. they can't mix the meat or the milk is that right Ooh. yes oh well, i guess that's uh, it's like vegans that's <laughs> no it's exactly what i thought of when the story popped up last week imagine what a kosher vegan demands oh man
2: yeah. <laughs> A kosher vegan. That would get really complicated. <laughs> All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFIAM 640 Live Everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, we're now heard from 1 to 4 o'clock. So uh, if you missed the live show, pick it up on the iHeartRadio app. Download the podcast. The Riverside County Sheriff is coming on the show after 3 o'clock. His name is Chad Bianco, and he'll talk about uh, the circumstances behind the death of of one of his deputies, Isaiah Cordero, fatally shot December 29th during a traffic stop by a man who was convicted of a third strike but was free on bond. Free on bond. Hard to believe. A man with an incredibly long, violent criminal history. Free on bond. The decision of a San Bernardino Superior Court judge by the name of Karen D. Hudson. And it is hard to fathom that somebody like this could be free to be on the streets. Thankfully, he was killed Wait. by the police later, so he's not going through the criminal justice system Sh- anymore. Shouldn't there be
3: some obligation for Kara Hudson to explain herself?
2: You would think, but judges don't
3: normally do that. Well, they should. They should be forced to. Yeah. I-, I think when you have a decision where where where, where a cop gets uh, murdered and and there's zero justification for releasing the killer, then it's on you. Twice, you, you, I believe, too. You have they, they picked him up again, and she gave him bond again. Yeah, twice. She failed. The, the The officer, she failed. The family, the police department, the the whole county, everybody. She failed, and it's a real death. And she did it twice, and that doesn't require her to explain things. That's that's amazing. I mean, she should not be allowed to judge anything uh, until she explains what this was about, and if her explanation. Doesn't satisfy? Then she ought to resign. In fact, she should have. She should have resigned already. What is she doing?
2: That's what the sheriff thinks should happen. She should resign because I, I, her actions led directly to the death of a police officer. So I, resign as punishment. Resign because you don't want her judging any case of any importance. She doesn't know what she's doing. There was a news conference today in Virginia. Newport News Police Chief Steve Drew spoke to the media. Because this story is hard to believe. There are school shootings, but it's rare when it's a six-year-old who fired the gun. This happened Friday at a Virginia elementary school. A teacher by the name of Abigail Zwerner, 25 years old, apparently got her kids to safety after the shooting, even though as she tried to confiscate the gun from the boy, she was shot. She's apparently in much better condition today and is actually asking about her students and how they're doing. The boy who fired the shot was restrained by a school employee. I don't know how hard that would be to wrangle a six-year-old, but maybe he's a big six-year-old. He's he's got a gun, so. Well, yeah, but apparently they already got the gun out of him. Oh, I see. Restraining him because Uh, they're waiting for law enforcement to get there. Uh, He was given a mental health evaluation He's getting court-ordered mental health treatment. The boy wait, wait, wait. has not been charged with a crime yet. The shooting was unprovoked. And here is probably what you were wondering. Where he got the gun, his mom legally purchased it. He just took it to school, maybe without her knowledge. Well, who? Well, where'd she keep the thing That uh, that's clearly not in a very safe place? And if a six-year-old can wh- take it and put wh- it in wh- his backpack and head to school. What I read was... It's virtually impossible to convict a six-year-old. I think you're right. That's why there's no charges yet, and they're just going to go with uh, mental health and the juvenile system. What's the
3: mental health treatment exactly? Why did you
2: shoot your teacher? Well, he, he he was bad at the teacher. I guess so. Some, I don't, there's no story yet about well, what, what the relationship in the classroom was like.
3: Somehow, and this is why you know people used to think this was old-fashioned scolding, you don't expose your kids to violence. They shouldn't watch violent television. They shouldn't even be exposed to violence in, in life because they, it, they're, they're, it's so easy to program them. And a little child that sees a lot of violence will then act out the violence. So somebody wasn't paying attention to what television... He was watching well, the or, mother
2: has to be charged. The mother oh, should be charged for not keeping the gun in a safe place. Absolutely. If you have a gun in your household and you have children, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to make sure that thing is really locked up secure. So, and I know the response is, well, but what if I have to get to it because of an intruder? See, that's the other side of this. I have to go through all this stuff to open up a lockbox or a safe. Well, you or know what?
3: There there's tough choices in life. And the alternative is that your stupid little six-year-old doesn't grab it and kill his teacher.
2: Well, she's not dead, but 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 that only by luck. Struck in the chest and the hand by one That's shot. A, a shot. I guess in she the had chest. her hand up trying
3: to get the gun but, from the, him. But I mean, that is the risk you take. The risk you take for not being able to find your gun quickly enough is your kid's teacher could could get killed. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know. Is that that hard a choice? Uh, you know that's why you have alarm systems that's why you have a fence so you slow down bad guys and gives you a chance to find your weapon but it's not an excuse for laying it around and and how did he learn that that's the way you settle uh a a situation where you're upset
2: if there is a conflict or he just thought it was a cool thing to do we don't even know that's Well, that's bad programming. That is a
3: child's brain that was exposed to violence. And somewhere along the line, he saw and absorbed that when you're mad at somebody, the way to fix the situation is to shoot them.
2: Apparently, they were about to move from a small reading group to a class about art. And he pulled Mm. the gun out of the backpack and pointed it at the teacher. Mm. She went to try to get it, and that's when she got shot with one round.
3: Mm, not not an art fan.
2: Not an art fan. No. That's all I can think of. There's something must have been happening in the classroom with that particular moment, where he decided to take action. Oh no, not another art class. I don't. I hope it doesn't come to that. Oh, there's a lot that this uh, mother has to explain about her son, his behavior, where, and letting him get access the to the father? gun. Where's the father? just well, it doesn't mention anything beyond yeah. the fact that it was a gun that his mother legally purchased because they can trace the gun. So I know.
3: I just often. I just noticed there's no fathers mentioned in these stories.
2: Hmm.
3: I mean, Could dad, dad should have been responsible for the gun, too, unless there isn't a dad in the house.
2: All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFIAM 640 Live Everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Run from 1 till 4
3: every day, 1 till 4. And then afterwards, uh, you can listen to the whole show on the podcast, iHeartRadio app. Uh, click podcasts. It's John and Ken on demand.
2: It's going to rain in case you don't know. Um, it already has started in some places, and it's going to get really heavy tonight, tomorrow. So if you're in Montecito, leave. If you're up there in the whole Santa Barbara area, considering maybe finding another place because of the heavy, heavy rain moving through there now. But as John told us about an hour ago, the big plume is headed to what the LA area around seven tonight. Is that the what you said?
3: heaviest rain? Very heavy rain in the seven o'clock hour.
2: Atmospheric rivers.
3: Let me Drive check. Us all. Let me check and see if it's still on course, because this uh, stuff actually changes from, it from can
2: moment to moment. Yeah, sometimes storms peter out, shift. From yeah, many possibilities. Like the,
3: the last bad one we had was supposed to be worse, but it sped up. Yeah, yeah seven remember o'clock. that one
2: came through last Thursday quickly, right? Yeah. Seven o'clock is still the worst hour tonight all here right. in L.A. We'll be talking to the Riverside County Sheriff. Our special guest at 3:05 is Chad Bianco. He has some things to say about a judge. San Bernardino judge, Kara Hudson, who apparently led a three-striker, a convicted three-striker, out on bond. Not once, but twice. So he was on the streets and he shot to death the sheriff's deputy from Riverside County by the name of Isaiah Cordero back on December 29th. Sheriff Bianco thinks she should step down for that atrocious decision. Not once, but twice. To let this guy out on bond, you know, pending appeals and sentencing and all that kind of stuff. But... He should have been 25 to life. That's it. Uh, This one's new today. Usually it's the state of California thinking about this. But now it's the Biden administration. Well, it's one of their agencies. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is considering banning your gas stove. A lot of people like to cook with gas. It's apparently uh, the, the food comes out better. You ask any chef in restaurants? They prefer to cook with gas. Oh, I
3: hate electric stoves.
2: We had one when I was a kid, but I don't think I had one in any of the places I lived. I can't think of it. No, they're not going to take away. Well, they're not going to take people's gas stoves away, are they? They're going to shut them down. They're going to tell who's ever supplying your gas supply. That's it. Cut it off. Sure, they have to take it away. They'll just cut off your gas. Are you serious? You may be able to go out and get an old propane tank and rig something up. Of course, I'm serious. They're actually going to sh- shut the gas off to my house. To your gas stove. Well, I don't know how they're actually going to do it, but I just wanted to get. Looks like
3: looks like I'm going to have to defend my property.
2: (laughs) Reports by groups including the American Chemical Society says that gas stoves used in about forty percent of U.S. homes emit pollutants like nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide, and they believe it has led to an increase in childhood asthma. Oh, that is a load of horse hockey. You know, I'm so sick
3: of this. Everything emits a little bit of something, all right? Yes. Everything does. There's no dangerous uh, emissions coming from your gas stove. That's just absolute Respiratory nonsense. illnesses, cardiovascular
2: oh. problems, cancer. Oh. oh, All could be coming from your gas stove. Extreme, extreme
3: exaggeration and outright lies.
2: 12% of childhood asthma cases are attributed to gas stoves. How do you figure that out? How could you uh, possibly figure that out? You'd probably have to get the kids with asthma and find out what kind of home they live in and how often they're around the gas stove. I don't know.
3: <laughs> figure out how long they're around a gas stove? There's no well, way. Yeah, to, because no, that's if, impossible. If,
2: if, if you have a family that cooks a lot of meals with gas yeah. all day long when, and the kid's like, you when, know. when
3: I hear a study, I always ask the question, how could they figure that out? How would they know
2: that? You have to read the no, study.
3: No, and if they can't explain All it right, well, and explain it clearly and easily, then I know they're full of it and they got some kind of agenda. They're, this is the climate change agenda with fake studies claiming that kids are getting asthma because you have a gas stove. That is
2: absolute horse crap. You need to talk to Brady Seals. I don't Brady, have to talk to him. He's this a is manager, a- and this is a clue. A manager in the carbon free buildings program C. at a
3: nonprofit called okay. RMI. Okay. A nonprofit?
2: Yes. Okay. Nonprofit
3: Clean act- Energy Group. An activist. Activists and nonprofits are filled with liars. They're filled with fanatics. So they come up with a bogus. You know how many bogus studies there are in the world? There's nothing more bogus than telling me that my kid has asthma because he has a gas stove in the house. You can't prove that. There's no way to get that information.
2: That's impossible. If you have a gas stove, you are polluting the inside of your home. No, you're not. He's that that is a complete lie. This is part of
3: see fanaticism as news.
2: I say the war on natural gas is amped up in the last and year. Natural
3: gas is the cleanest fossil fuel to burn. See, they they they've successfully demonized oil. Now they're coming after natural gas because they're never satisfied. This is like a cult religion. Most of what they say is complete nonsense. It's not worthy of conversation. Now, here's the response,
2: and this is worth talking about. The association that represents the gas stove makers like Whirlpool said that cooking on any type of stove can cause harmful emissions, and the key is ventilation. Use your hood. Turn on the hood when you're Uh, cooking. There you go. That should suck out quite a bit of the 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 harmful
3: gases. The way it sucks out, the cooking smells... And, and yeah, the most cooking the, smoke. Or, or the yeah. smoke. right. Right. People so open say, windows and turn on fans. If there's some microscopic irritant that's being produced, it goes up in the hood and is expelled outside. So that is that is that is such garbage. See, I it kn- says here if I they kn- don't
2: ban the manufacture or importation of gas stoves, they would impose emission standards, treating them, I guess, like cars. And- no,
3: no. This is part of the woke agenda. They're at war. With the way we live on a day-to-day basis, modern, Even uh, how modern, we cook our food. My, yes, of course they don't want you to be cooking food. They don't want you to be
2: cooking meat, for well, example. Well, but would you cook other things with the gas stove? I mean, you know. no, no,
3: no. It's it's it. They they have a hundred issues, and when they go through that one hundred, they've got another hundred behind them, because because there's a lot of money in this. That's a whole organization there, and now they're getting a lot of publicity with their study. They'll get more donations from more religious fanatics. It's hard to believe. Study how religions are constructed. Then study how some of these woke activist movements are constructed. These climate movements. It's the same thing as all the major and minor religions. It's the same psychology. And the thing that motivates them is barging into other people's lives and trying to ban them from doing something pleasurable. The Catholic Church, their mainstay is trying to get people to stop having sex. This, this climate what? crowd, the climate crowd is all about stopping modern life.
2: No- Wait, we're comparing sex now to, to gas stoves?
3: Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's the psychological impulse behind the, the people who wish to ban pleasure.
2: And, oh, and once again, too, it's having a cumulative burden on black, Latino, and low-income households.
3: Right, and they throw in the the the, uh, the, the race twist. That's always in there, too.
2: What they might do, according to this story, is just if you have a gas stove, oh, they're not going to shut it off or take it, but they would not allow the manufacture or importation of new ones.
3: So, says who? So says, eventually,
2: it would just says weed the its way says out. the activist. No, this is the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Well, they,
3: see, they have there's a bunch of activists on that board now too. Nah, I, they they possibly. they're
2: controlling government at every level. All right, coming up next, the Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco is our guest. He blames a San Bernardino County judge for the fatal shooting death of one of his deputies. The guy was a, the killer was a three striker who should have been sentenced immediately to 25 to life. But he was uh, out on bond thanks to this judge. We'll talk to the sheriff about it. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. In for Deborah Markets, Layla Leila Muhammad, live in
3: the 24-hour KFI newsroom.
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Let me just run this by my lawyer. Is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.